Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Wilkins, and today we're actually going to spend a little bit of time going back to the wrestling reviews a little bit here. We're going to review the 115, I'm sorry, 116 Monday Night Raw uh, this past week on the USA Network. Very interesting show, three-hour show. Um, I'm going to kind of go into this, but... uh, for sure, one of the must-watch episodes of Monday Night Raw. Obviously, with the reasonable announcement of uh, Vince McMahon returning and Stephanie McMahon stepping down from the co-CEO position, it's going to be very interesting to see how creative and the, the company kind of moves forward in the 2023 situation. But I will say this, and I won't digress uh, it's going to be very awesome to watch with the Royal Rumble coming around the corner on January 28th. First things first, let's open up. We're going to be opening up live. Ra- opening The opening of the show included shots of the bloodline. The pyro shot off. Kevin Patrick, Corey Graves on the call. Basically, the uh, announcers announced the, the card lineup, which I'll kind of go briefly into. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Seth Rollins versus The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. Uh, versus Finn Balor in a six-way elimination for the shot of the U.S. Championship on uh, the 30th anniversary episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, That's pretty much the main event right there they announced. But uh, they opened up the show with the Bloodline coming out, and it was a unique opportunity for the Bloodline to appear in the show um, that they're going to announce that all of the Bloodline members will be on Monday Night Raw for the 30th anniversary edition of Monday Night Raw. And they were interrupted by the Judgment Day with Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest, who won the tag team gauntlet match. Uh, and it'll be very, that's going to, they're going to get their shot the following week at the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. It was very great back and forth. Um, I'll I'll say, and I'll leave it with this. I'm not exactly sure of who they wanted the viewers to cheer for in this situation. But I enjoy the dynamic, of course, between the two teams. Um, I might have missed it when the opportunity, when they announced if they're getting the undisputed tag team title shot or a raw tag team titles. They're trying to figure out what to do with the, the, the bloodline, I think, or what they're trying to do with the Usos. Um, for for a tag team scenario, um, very unique in that situation. But great promo, great opportunity with Rhea Ripley. Um, and, and just there was a part of the promo that I kind of knew they were going to either go into a match, um for the opening contest. And they did, they did uh solo Sokoa versus Mustafa Ali, which 
you know, uh, they cut to a break and they started the match. And by the time they came back from break, match was already in progress. And uh, so it was definitely a good back and forth, a good opening match. I think it went about uh, it, it was a good match, kind of a, not a quick match, but it was enough of time in there to um, have enough of a back and forth, good show off of Mustafa Ali's uh, athletic ability, and then kind of have a, a um, an angle where Kevin Owens made a save uh, and and obviously attacked Sokoa with the tornado DD. Uh, I'm sorry, with, uh, with the, you know, but he hit Mustafa Ali with the stunner. And just a good, good angle, um, and good, good continuation of a storyline, and it was, in my personal view, um, but it, it was Sokoa going over with the match with the Mustafa Ali was no surprise. Um, they have to make Owens obviously look as strong as they could be going into the title match with Roman Reigns, and then. Uh, I'm waiting for them to show of uh, a Vince McMahon clip on Monday Night Raw one of these days, and and I'm waiting for them to see when that will actually happen. But definitely uh, unique. Uh, Bobby Lashley did his thing uh, with a promo, and then the third part of the Cody Rhodes video series aired, which uh, I'll leave as a comment ad nauseum here. I feel like they're doing the same exact thing to Cody Rhodes that they did the Triple H back in 2001 when he was coming back from his quadricep tear. And to be fair, I I, I don't see how how that's going to play out. But they're obviously hyping it up to be a very very good uh, build to a really good return. Before he had injured with that pec tear, he was kind of in line to take pretty much the mantle. Um, and, and run with it uh, as one of the top guys in the company. So very interested to see um, what they do there. So they they kind of they do this hokey pokey thing with the, the Royal Rumble. Every time Royal Rumble comes around, they always do something kind of hokey and pokey with like you know Royal Rumble you know, some kind of qualifier. They always kind of do the hokey pokey stuff. And um, it just, you know, with 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 Elias and then you have Amos and then you have uh, Bobby Lashley. It, you got all these guys kind of in limbo and they, they're trying to they're trying to build a mid card. And you can tell they're doing that um, with their segment here. They kind of go. Uh, they have a segment with MVP and Adam Pierce. Um and, and it, it kind of continues on with the hokey pokey stuff with the making their, you know, their, their claim to, to be deserving of the, the Royal rumble match. But, uh, one of the commentators make an announcement, the street profits versus or Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are coming up after the break. And, um, it, it's the see Shelton Benjamin. I, I'll say this, um, 
is probably one of the coolest. It seems like they're trying to do a reunion of sorts with the Street Profits uh, and, and that, that whole tag team division. They're trying to... And, and it was just definitely a good kind of a, a not a, not a tease, but they did a nice job. Shelton Benjamin being in the ring for 20 years. I remember watching him with Charlie Haas and, and just thinking, wow, what a marvelous athlete. Um, but I'll be remiss to talk about this, but the match was kind of a dud. And in my view, with not, and I understand why they're trying to bring back a prominent tag team that they had for a long time, but at some point, it it it's stale, right? Same thing can be said for the Judgment Day. Same thing can be said for the the Usos. At some point, it becomes stale, and they have to reinvent or take some time away. And and I think the Street Profits did that. They took their time away. Now they're going to come back and kind of go about it. And I think it's the right move. It just, in my personal view, it, it was just. But it just, yeah, I don't see how that match, this tag team match was any different than a filler. It was about nine minutes and 15 seconds. Um, great opportunity for Shelton Benjamin to continue staying on television. But, um, it's just really different, in my view, with that. Um, they're obviously half-teasing the return of the Street Profits with... I'm sorry, it was not, not Street Profits. It was the uh, the tag team that MVP was with, with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Um, it's just different there. I totally missed out on that team, of that, that, that the tag team there, but... It it definitely the raw continued, um, and in my view, this is where the show kind of got off the rails a little bit before the main event, and not in a fun way. Damage control, the women's match, um, and it's. It really got out of hand. Um, I'll leave it at that. It it's the promo between Becky Lynch Bailey that I kind of it, it's recycled regurgitation of nonsense that I don't see them doing anything. Um. Dolph Ziggler, they're doing. Uh, it, it, it's it's definitely getting regurgitated, but it's funny as all get up to see um, the kind of the way they're progressing that storyline between Bailey and Lynch. It's just that obviously with them having so much history, uh, it it'd be interesting to see. Where they go, I think obviously they're going to plateau it with WrestleMania. But it, it, it kind of, like I said, it kind of starts to see the second hour starts to kind of go to shit. And you see Mustafa Ali kind of continue his character with basically being a new Dolph Ziggler with all just complain and loses. Um, 
Amos versus with MVP with a lot versus Elias. That's a squash. Um, two minutes twenty five seconds. So and um, really Tazawa. And this is where I, I feel like Monday Night Raw can probably be consolidated to two hours, but I understand why it's three hours. But um, really distasteful stuff they're doing here. Uh, they have Rhea Ripley at ringside with Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest with Finn Balor at ringside as well versus Alpha Academy Mysterio. Shoosh, please. And, and Otis. Um, obviously fun to see Otis be on television. It's great to see uh, Chad Gable be on TV. But, um, yeah, this was another waste of a match. It was an uh, 11-minute match. Alpha Alpha Academy got a flat reaction coming out. And, and by the time the match was over, they were the crowd was behind them. Uh, the fans still love quirky babyface Otis. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. Chad Gable get to, to a point of they push him, they kind of make him turn baby face as well. Um, it just, in my opinion, the second hour is really tough, tough to stay, stay invested in. Obviously, a women's match happens here, EO Sky versus Mia Yim. Um, that was a tough one to watch, actually, as, as a guy that watched a lot of wrestling. This movie, this would make this will be the filler match if you were at the arena to go to the bathroom. Um, it's just tough to follow. Um, the crowd was quiet, uh, did not come to life during the match at all either. And then, uh, me, me, EM defeat EO Sky in four minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, just definitely tougher to watch going into the third hour, but the third hour is always the fun hour. I call it Monday night raw. And, uh, Obviously, they did an angle or segment with Bianca Belair and opening up the third hour. And this is where you kind of see the continuation of the creative on, the, I would say, the creative juices of, of uh, Triple H here. Bianca Belair makes a strong championship appearance, but uh, obviously returning from an injury that was caused by Alexa Bliss, calls out Alexa Bliss, and... You can kind of tell where they're going to head with this, but it's obviously with the Bray Wyatt, Dark, Uncle Howdy, Alexa Bliss angle. You really don't know. And that's the best part about professional wrestling is you really don't know where they're going to head with it, but it's awesome. And in my view, it's definitely, it, um, but it's definitely unique. So, Got to give them credit for being unique and creative at this time of day. But um, had a little bit of a smoke, spas out, a, a spas out there in the outside, a little bit of a fight between the two of them. And then Uncle Howdy appears um, from one of the uh, one of the, one of the things with the concourse. And that, that's when Bel Air was going to drop her on a set of chairs. And, uh, Obviously, a Bliss comes back to life and and runs away, and uh, and put Bel Air down with the DDT, and that ends the angle. Obviously, a continuation of what they're gonna do on TV. 
And they're going to continue on this. And the one thing I can tell about WWE is when they're looking for time, but they want to get guys exposed is matches like this. You got Bronson Reed versus Akira Tozawa. Tozawa's entrance they didn't get any TV time. Bronson Reed obviously is a hype guy here. Bronson Reed wins in four minutes and 20 seconds. Traditional squash match. Um, Bronson needs to, need, needs to get some very, very defined ring work here. And obviously, they're trying to get him some ring work. Um, his, his moves look – Bronson Reed's offensive moves look terrific. Um, it was definitely a squash match in a sense of what it was and the time and everything else and the amount of offensive maneuvering. But uh, it was not billed as a qualifying match for the Royal Rumble. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with Bronson going forward because they're obviously going to have to give him some more time. Um, physically, he's there. Um, technically, he might not be, but they're going to give him some more time. That's definitely going to be an interesting storyline moving forward on what they do uh, moving forward. It uh, They had a Seth Rollins type segment and uh it's always interesting to see seth rollins on television but it was definitely one of those few things where i'll say i'm tired of the wwe mantra where they have to say seth freaking rollins they can just say seth rollins because everybody knows his 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 gimmick most fans do know his gimmick. I kind of wish that the announcers try not to put over certain things and are kind of, I would say, steadfast in that. But that's definitely something uh, they're not going to get rid of. The main event of the evening, for sure, was the main reason to watch this entire show. It was a six-man elimination match. And uh, Balor had his had his uh, ribs taped up pretty good. Uh, just... I think they had two commercial breaks in this. It was a two-segment match, um, six-man elimination. In, in, in this order, it was The Miz was eliminated by Rollins. I think Ziggler was eliminated by Rollins. Balor was eliminated by Rollins. Corbin was eliminated by Mount Lashley. And they got down to Seth and, and Bobby. So, But here's the cool thing about it. Watching... watching Seth kind of pull his pull the match together. Ziggler being a filler, Miz being somewhat of a filler, and uh, Baron Corbin just being a guy, right? So a lot of guys are there that probably shouldn't be there, but they had to make it a six man tag or six man elimination match. Austin Theory joined them on commentary, so obviously there's a little bit of an angle opportunity there for a standoff later on. Good, good build, good match all the way around. Definitely when it got down to the uh, I got to the Bobby Lashley, uh, Seth Rollins it was Jeff one of those things where uniquely it was just good And it was just fun to watch. It was a great match to watch. A great pay-per-view opportunity here. And, of course, it won't be. It's going to be on the 30th anniversary edition of Monday Night Raw, which will be Monday Monday night. But 
definitely there. Uh, definitely, definitely a fun time. And I, I get Bobby Lashley, Big Bob winning that one. And obviously, Big Bob versus Austin Theory is gonna be hilarious to watch because physically, Big Bob is just hilarious. He's overpowering. Hopefully, they put the title back on uh, Lashley, but I don't see that happening. They're trying to hype up uh, Austin Theory. So, see, so be interesting to see what happens on the thirtieth edition of the thirtieth uh, anniversary, thirtieth uh, anniversary edition of Monday Night Raw. That being said, guys, I appreciate the listen. Obviously, as always, listen to or watch Monday Night Raw live on the USA Network, 8 p.m. Eastern, every Monday night. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Facebook. 